Welcome to the Jumping Through Hoops podcast series. I'm Hannah Charlotte. I'm a multidimensional entrepreneur, marketing, media, and mindset wizard, and mum of three. And I have set this podcast up in order to serve and support you in your journey of entrepreneurship. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the Jumping Through Hoops podcast with myself, Hannah Charlotte. We're now on episode 61 and I think it's been nearly four years since the podcast has been running. So um, a little while now. So today uh, on our episode, uh, we will be talking to Celia Thor, who is a business mentor. And the topic of today's episode is how to build a business on your terms. So thank you for joining us, Celia. Um, would you, you like to be here? <laughs> <laughs> So you've got a really interesting story. I've just been chatting to you before we started recording. Um, you're originally uh, from Iceland. You now live in yeah. the Netherlands and you are moving to Spain shortly. So um, really exciting. You you have an online business, don't you? But can you introduce yourself and, and let us know what it is you do? Absolutely. OK, thanks again for having me. So I'm Celia, like you say. Um I'm a business mentor and what I do is I help my clients to simplify their business and scale it and really build their business around their life. So build it on their terms. So one of the key things to tell my clients is really to make their magic become like wildly profitable, you know, really design it on their own desires. So it really fits with them, right? Yeah. How did you become a business mentor? Can you talk us through um, your journey? Because I know you've just told me you've been running your own businesses for the last 20 years, which is a long time. So <laughs> long time. And I just realized how old, you know, not how old I'm getting, but like, you know, it's, it's half my life. Right? Uh, yeah. So how I became a business mentor. So I've, I'm a serial entrepreneur and I've had um, nine businesses now in total, most of them before it was like a typical technology and impact startups, um, which was I loved. It was something just so, you know, amazing having this vision and creating something. But then I became a mom and I think a lot of people can relate to this. And then I was going through, my, through a divorce with my ex-husband. And it, it uh, wasn't one time I was taking my daughter India to daycare. And I was like, oh, she is the first one there. And I was like, okay, I didn't really like, you know, but then at the night when I was picking her up, see, again, was the last one in daycare. And it really, really hit me that, you know, I was losing out on my daughter because in the startup world, and I just recently got an investment and we had team, it was long hours. Um, yeah, I couldn't have it both. So I made a powerful decision. It was just so painful there and then. See, it was just a little bit over a year old. So I made the decision that I was going to leave the startup world because I couldn't have the both and I had to prioritize. And I was going to start a business and I didn't know what at the time, but I was going to be around my life. So I would always have time for her whenever she needed and I was going to be there for her. So the reason I started the mentorship is because, you know, that just kind of fell into my lap. You know, I, I used to mentor on the side when I run the businesses. In the beginning, I did more of an investment mentorship, and then I could feel my heart and something I tweet, like my son of genius is making other people very profitable, like helping them make their business really profitable. That is like, you know, where my magic really is. Yeah. So I did. And because I didn't have any option, I made that powerful decision. I had to build this business on my terms. Mm-hmm. That meant, you know, I couldn't spend 
a lot of hours into that. I'm a single mom 100% of the time. And I had to do it quite quickly because frankly, at that time, I needed the money to pay for the lawyers and the divorce and the daycare for my daughter. And in the Netherlands, it's the same as in the UK. You're paying like a lot of money in daycare, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it, it, I was, it, I had no option. So I just had to jump in and just like make it fly. And it did. Mm. Yeah, and mm. I can absolutely relate to you. Um, yeah. Just for those that don't know some of my backstory, um, my oldest daughter, um, I, I was a single mum for a year or so with her. And that's what actually triggered me into starting my very first business. And it oh, was, yeah. um, you know, the cost of childcare, as you say, you know, sending to daycare and, and actually, yeah. you know, realising that, um, you know, anything is really possible um you know even in the beginning if it feels it's hard there's a lot of challenges you kind of you know a lot of hoops you've got to jump through but (laughs) (laughs) um but I think you know for a lot of people listening to this episode I I think a lot of people will relate to this whether they're single parents or not single parents you know Mm -hmm. a a lot of people want to build a business that is on their terms and you know, more than ever now, people are are wanting to spend that quality time with families, especially post-COVID. You know, I think a lot of people have started to wake up and realize that how precious time is, you know, especially as our children. So, you know, when they're young, um, time with them that will never get back. So, I mean, yeah, hats off to you for for being that inspiration for, especially, you know, for, for parents. So, Obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think anyone who does, you know, can build a business from, from nothing is, you yeah. know, yeah, but, but our children do inspire us, don't they? I think those of us that are parents, like they're a lot of the time, they are that inspiration. Yeah. It is, you have something greater than yourself and there is, there is no choice often anymore. Like, you know, you can't just sit, like you have to face those fears. You have to overcome those limiting beliefs and yeah. and stand behind your decision. It's like you, you either have to do it, or you know your child is not gonna be able yeah. to, to have a life you really really want for your child. Mm-hmm. Right? So. What what was your message now? If we've got people listening who are mm-hmm. perhaps thinking of changing careers, maybe they're in that situation like you were with you know going to pick up their child from nursery and they've been there all day. Yeah in that guilt because their child's been there and now they're realizing they actually want to build a business themselves um that that will allow them that time back what would your advice be on getting started with that yeah the first thing I would really recommend them is to get really clear on the why and I think the foundation for everything if the stronger the why you can have the you know the the more clear you can first of all know if this is the right decision for you or not and you know, first get clear on the why and then follow your gut, like really listen to the gut, because that's something I learned as well. It's like your gut is never wrong, right? And and if you believe in higher power, just also seek, seek guidance there. But it, get really clear on your why. And that is something I did. Like my why was I am spending time with my daughter mm-hmm. and I am going to do this and she's going to be financially okay and we are not going to struggle. Um, so that was one of the whys I had. And then the second why is because I struggled so much financially in a lot of the businesses I had. And I made very successful businesses too, because they were startup. I always kind of paid myself very low. But it, but it, I just got to the point where I was like, no more. Like, no, no, I just want to have a lot of money. And I want to be able to invest in other women and other entrepreneurs. And um, so that was like my two whys was to really help other people in that situation. And that became like my guiding light to something that it became far more than me. Like it became a mission. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, and then it was my daughter and, and it was that location, that time, that freedom of being able to do things on my terms. So mm-hmm. I would really recommend you get really deep on the why and usually those are two whys. Mm-hmm. It's your own lives of desires or your own why because of you or your family. And then it's the impact why. Yeah. And often it's something if, if you are going into maybe the coaching industry or something like that, it's often something you went through yourself. Mm. But, but not always. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really agree with what you're saying there with the why. And I was listening to something recently about not worrying so much on the how, but no. get really clear no. on the why. And then the hows will follow the why. Yeah. 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 And if you believe, like, you know, at the time when I did this, I knew a little bit about the woo woo and the manifestation. Now yeah. I, I really, you know, really went into that. And it's amazing how results come fast and all that. Like I say, if you decide on something and if you can see it, it is going to happen as mm. long as you stay with that vibration and that feeling and you keep it up. That, and the how will come. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, I guess, you know, for you, you would also probably agree, like I do, that focus and dedication to it, you know, it, it's kind of, you, you yeah. know your, your why and then it's yeah. kind of working daily to to kind of keep focusing and kind of never losing yeah. track of that vision really and just always keep- no and it has to become a must and that is where I see the failure with a lot of entrepreneurs is is they're kind of dabbling into it they do a little bit here but if you're doing it you have to kind of go all in and it doesn't mean it have to be long hours but that means full force right yeah. it means like you know you, you kind of burn in the other bridges behind and you're just going to make this happen and you're going to figure out and if the limiting beliefs or fears are coming or obstacle, you are finding the hoops around that, right? <laughs> and th- that is really it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. So um, can you just talk, obviously, there will be challenges along the way, as <laughs> you know, they're, they're for sure. Yeah. There's always yeah. a mountain to climb, you know. Um, yeah. Can you talk about some of your challenges that you have faced and overcome? Yeah, yeah. So in this particular business, we can talk about, about that one. So the first one, it, it was just like a massive, like what I didn't realize coming from the startup world and had businesses before, I didn't realize how much of a mindfuck this would be. Yeah. Um, because when I was selling somebody else's or our product at the company, it wasn't really directing my income or my sales ability to that. When I was selling my own mentorship service, it was so tight, like how I felt internally starts showing externally. Mm-hmm. Um, so it became like a massive self-development. You know, I had to really go really deep on yeah. personal thoughts, right? So, so that's something was one of the biggest challenges. And every time, you know, now I'm a multi-multi-multiple six-figure entrepreneur making, you know, multiple five-figure months. But I notice every time I'm up-leveling my income or raising my prices or getting new clientele there is this all these limiting beliefs coming all over again now i'm just very quick you know to declutter to that but that is probably the biggest challenge i had yeah was i didn't realize you know because i've had so many businesses i thought it was going to be similar to the other businesses but it's totally different bullshit. yeah it's like you know, whatever you feel internally starts showing externally and you have to just stay mm-hmm. in that life and really focus on self-care mm-hmm. yeah well-being mm-hmm. Totally. And I, I guess, you know, I, I suppose 
I didn't realize how important personal development, um, mindset work, self-care, self-love was until I actually started this entrepreneurial journey. I think you know, we're, we're not taught it in schools, are we? Like yeah. growing up, it's not, it's not a subject. It should be, <laughs> should be a subject. Should be, should be yeah. It's yeah. something we kind of fall into doing. It's not like, I don't know about yeah. you, me, certainly when I started my first business, I had no clue about personal development. I didn't even, never picked up a personal development book in my life. I didn't know mm-hmm. anything about it. But through the lessons you start to learn, you start to find yeah. out about yourself. And, and then you start to realize, you go on this journey, don't you? And you start to realize yeah. how very important that mindset work and that internal work really really is without it yeah. it's, no it's- no I, I did not realize that either like I have always been a little bit into this you know I went to Tony Robbins in London yeah. back in 2006 and all of that but I wasn't I never really put the link together either mm-hmm. no no it's it, it's massive it's it's massive mm-hmm. and, and and then it becomes so enjoyable right yeah because you, you can kind of really see like whatever you focus on expands and if you focus on it but the trick is you have to be totally detached to that. So that's something I'm learning again and again. It's like you need to want it, yes. but you cannot be clinky or desperate on it. And that is a really fine art. And then you need to put the strategies in tweak. Yeah. Right? And I, I guess that's also, I, you probably teach your clients the same thing as sort of detach from the outcome, have the focus, but never expect it to happen exactly the way you might can, like. Yeah think it will happen in no. your head because it could be a different way usually better <laughs> usually better that's the reason I always add like when a goal setting is stuff it's all better yes yeah so, yeah. yeah yeah no that was like when I started too I was very rigid like I learned the smart goals and I was very rigid by the timeline of the goal and that is something I learned back in the day and now I don't do goals like that I do them completely different so very more loosely because like you say the outcome if I would have planned I would have planned my best first year of business making six figures mm-hmm. I made well over 250,000 but if I would have planned you know it's it's it usually gets a lot better when, when you have it a little bit more loose right yeah, yeah 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 so can you talk to us a little bit about what work you do with your clients so do you do you offer one-on-one coaching do you have group programs um and, and what do yeah. you sort of focus on in in that coaching yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what I do, I have a mastermind, so high kind of high-end uh, mastermind. This is a little bit more for, for advanced business owners. Um, and then I have a smaller bite, which is basically helping clients who are maybe making a few thousand a month or, or like early on to really master the client attraction. So that's something I like, sales is my jam um, and, and develop activation and making money. So, so that's really what I help my clients with. So the first thing I always um, do with my clients is we always go into what I call the foundational pieces. And I just want to share that because this is really important. And this is usually why people are just not making the money or not the stable income or something else. And they always go, and every time I want to up level, I go back to the basics. And basics, is, the beauty is always the basic. So the foundational piece, what I say is first is you and your energy, making sure you are okay. And that is like always the go-to and getting really clear on your why and your lifestyle desires and, and, and how your week is going to look like. So for me, I have to have a spacious agenda to be able to thrive. So I don't work twice a week. It's it, those days, it's just for me to get inspiration and making sure I'm okay mentally. So that's like a first a foundational piece. And then it's like, who is your client? You get really clear on, you know, what kind of clients you're serving, who is the right fit client, what do they need to have in place in order to work with you? Because the more clarity you have, you know, you can start attracting the right clients for you. 
Then is the offering, which is super important. And I think if you don't really fall in love with the offering and what I advise my clients is build the office offering how you love to serve your clients. So you just like, if you do something you absolutely love and it comes natural to you, things will just almost be easy and effortless. And then it's about the pricing and packaging. And you know, it's, it's, it's a very fine art, um, but if you do it beautifully, and what I see with most of my clients, they're way under terms and they're over delivering and it's never gonna be sustainable business, particularly if you're doing, you know, except you're doing like big launches and, and, and funnels, otherwise it's just not sustainable really. Mm. Um, and then there's the client attraction strategy is to have a solid strategy that works for you, who breathes to you. And I really help my clients with their human design and making sure it really brings them. Because if you're trying to follow the strategy with some guru saying, like for me, you know, what works for me doesn't work for you, right? Mm -hmm. So it has to kind of work with you. So these are the foundational pieces. And then I help my clients just make a lot of money on their terms mm -hmm. and deliver on their terms and, and just have a very beautiful business, right? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what I do. And then in the masterminds, it's very personalized. It's, it's I have hands-on. And in the smaller bites, which is beautiful, then you have a full access to a library with everything you need. And then it's like a monthly coaching calls. Mm. So it's kind of like, you know, you can do business on your terms, exactly how you want to do it. You can decide. And usually when you love it, your clients will too. And that's yeah. the beauty of it. So are most of your clients also like coaches or are they, they come from different backgrounds? They run different businesses? So yeah, now I mainly work with service entrepreneurs and coaches. So anybody, yeah. mainly with online businesses, I do have some who, who have uh, more of an offline, but in general, yeah, it is online. Yeah, online business, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you tend to attract similar people, right? Yeah. Because one yes. of my course, like location independence, I attract yeah. a bit of that as well, yeah. Yeah, so people will like look to you to sort of see the way you're living and the business that you've yeah. built and then come to you. Obviously, they want to sort of replicate that and create their own version, you know. Of, yeah, of, yeah. 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 yeah yeah a lot of clients come to me because they are like they just want to do things in a far more chilled way mm -hmm. and they want to you know be able to have a beautiful life and space spaciousness yeah. and make a lot of money yeah and yeah. do impact so, so mm -hmm. it's like not either or for and and yeah and yeah and i think hopefully you'll agree that I think these days you know we can have it all and I think you're proving that you know and I I, I like to think that I'm also proving yeah. that people you know you can have the children you can have you know the the freedom of location you can have the time freedom and and I think where in society pre previously we it's been drummed into us that it's either or you can't have it yeah. all um but actually you can yeah you can create whatever life you want, you know, if, if yeah. you want to have, if, if you want to work every day, then fine. But if you don't, and you, you want to work a couple of hours a day or, you know, you yeah. don't, you can still make the same money. Um, yeah. So we were going to have a little chat about obviously the summer's coming, um, yeah. and, you know, how people who are running these online businesses can sort of create more time for themselves and still make that recurring income as well so I know that's a topic that you wanted to have a chat about and tell people give people some tips I suppose on on how they can I don't yeah. know thing as balance but you know have that life yeah <laughs> how to make sure they don't, the revenue doesn't drop off the summer yeah. and then you know enjoy the summer and all of that mm. so I think first thing first these are a little bit more of the general tips but I think they're very valuable 
is is um, like what I advise my clients is focus on what matters and ditch the rest. You know, you could say the hard work is fine if that is something you know you desire, but what worked 20, 30 year, years ago, it, things have changed, things have altered. Like, you know, back in the day, yes, people had to work much longer because they didn't have the technology, they didn't have the, the systems and everything else we have today. So things have changed, right? So it's really focusing on what truly matters and getting really, really clear on that. Like, what are the key needle moving activities in your business? And, you know, and, and if you know, like, if, if you know how you get clients, if you really identify like one of the two, one or two things you do to get clients, and then you just did everything else. Mm. So that's like the first thing is, it's like getting really clear on what really matters. And then is bulk, like systemize your business a lot. Like, you know, I am quite active on social media. I see you are very active, but for most of them, it looks like I'm always there, mm. but I just spend one day a month and mm-hmm. then I schedule it. And yeah. even my lives, you can even do that. So it's, it's really a system in that. And then it's making sure, like if you want to pre-sell the summer, so a lot of my clients are currently like basically just pre-selling the summer and then they're delivering at end of summer. There are ways to do that too. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like asking yourself, what do you really want to do? It's like, if you're a coach, you can sell an offer that starts in September or mm-hmm. August, and you can sell it right now. You can get the cash flow right now, and then you can take some off if that is what you desire. Or you can create some sort of experience where you can sell throughout, and then you maybe take it. So first thing first is decide when you're going to take time off and enjoy, mm-hmm. and then tailor it around that. Yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. love like automation, and obviously when it comes to social media, people sort of say to me, "Oh, you're always on social yeah. media." Um, you know, I use some great apps that obviously schedule, you know, I run a social media management company as well. And it's like, yeah. I can constantly be on there posting away all the time. It just, that would just, yeah. be that's not my life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, it is something you could just like outsmart yourself totally. Yeah. And, and regarding like revenue, and this is something I just want to say for people right now, I think, you know, everybody, like people always in business, they think they need more and more clients, more and more leads. Um, and, and they're overcomplicated. Yeah. The quickest way to cast, so right now, if you really just want to keep it easy for the summer, the quickest way to ca- cast is tap into your referrals. There are a lot of referrals. Like, are you asking your clients, your ex-clients for referrals? And then you have people already in network who are properly commenting mm-hmm. on your stuff, who are interested in buying. It's, it's basically building a little bit of those re- relationships and invitations. And then you can just basically sell out your summer and then you can do if you do launches something else after. So yeah. just have a really look of what is already in front of you, really. Yeah, that's that's good advice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it, it's simplifying it. As I think, you know, when yeah. people are fairly new to running a business, I think, and I know I've done this in the past, as I have overcomplicated everything in the beginning. Yeah. I didn't know another way of doing it. But it yeah. is, it's something almost that we do have to go through, I think, in a way to learn that actually yeah. I've done it really complicated. I actually could have done it like this. And next time I'm going to do it like this. And it kind of yeah. as you go, don't you? And then you can implement yeah. it. <laughs> and life Absolutely. I see a lot of people starting out exactly. You say they're using the seven-figure strategy, um, which they don't need in the beginning. They hardly even like you know. I I I I have made launches. You know, I I, I hardly have a website. I just sell with a Google Doc. Yeah, you, know, you can just do it so simple. And later on, if you want the funnels and everything else, we don't need a lot of things. If you know yeah. how to build the relationship and you have a killer messaging, and you have amazing offer, 
and you build, go and build those relationships, that's all you need to go to multiple six figures. Yeah. Later, you can do all the funnels and everything else. Exactly. Then you know it works, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I've done all that in the beginning. I had the, you know, paid loads of money for a website before I'd even launched the business. You know, <laughs> you think you've got to do it or have everything in place and ready to go. And then and what I realized yeah. is in the beginning, then the clients didn't come because I hadn't even built a, like a presence online. I had people yeah. didn't know who I was, you know, and I okay. think that's it. You know, people will start to see you for who you are and they'll, you know, you build those relationships and people will buy from people. Um, people buy from people and they, they, they buy because they like you, you know, yeah. they, they trust you and that is it. And they don't mind if you've got a snazzy website or no website. <laughs> no, exactly. yeah. I think most of my clients haven't even checked out my yeah. website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so some really good advice there. So yeah. um, we, we'll talk, yeah, we're already going to wrap it up in a minute because I know you've got to go off and is it you pick up your daughter, is it? Yeah, to- yeah. <laughs> so um, is there anything um that you would really like to sort of say to our listeners is there any kind of message that you really just like to end on yeah yeah one thing I, I've been saying a lot to my clients recently is and I think it's just a very good message to, to remind yourself is you know you are actually very powerful you're not powerless you can really decide how this is so things can be easy and effortless for you it is a decision mm. So it's, it's, you are super powerful. So I think whatever you desire, you're probably meant to have. You don't have desires except it is possible for you. But it's just really listening to that. Yeah. And then listening to the gut and these little, you know, this nudges that come. Like, you know, oh, contact that person. Oh, do this. These are the nudges you should really follow. Mm. And things will happen really fast. Yeah, I like that. You have a strategy, of course, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously the strategy is great, but I think the intuition is your always your best guide, isn't it? As you yeah. say, that gut, your intuition does tell you, you know, in the past I've overcomplicated things by thinking things through so many times, but it's always been there in my gut. It's been telling me to make that decision. It's been telling me to go with that business idea or, yeah. you know, it's always been there. And as you say, you know, it's, it's there for a reason. We have these, there for a reason. Yeah. But a lot of people, and this is maybe something important to talk about right now, but a lot of people, they don't know the difference between fear yeah. or, or, or the ego versus the gut feeling. And maybe that is something for people to really understand as well. So maybe I can share how it feels for me and then people can just decide how that feel, or kind of figure out how it feels for them. Mm. So for me, when it's ego or fear, you know, you should do this and, and, and you know, whatever that voice is, it's usually like really around the head kind of feeling. Um, it always has some sort of secondary agenda behind it. I can always feel there is a catch. It is often very unstable and fear driven kind of thing. I, I just don't feel very loved or uncomfortable and, and it feels yeah it, i don't really it feels strange right mm-hmm. when is the intuition i feel very grounded i feel like almost like i'm tied to the ground even though it, the intuition is warning me against something it still feels there's no secondary agenda there's no hidden things and and it comes with love and it is much calmer so this is the difference in my body and how i feel it and there's something maybe if you can master the difference and know the difference between the two you you will be very successful if you listen to the intuition and not the fear. Mm-hmm. And the fear is there often just to warn you and just maybe have a look at it and, and ask, is that ultimately true or not? Yeah. And jump over it if needed. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, I love that. Thank you. It's been, yeah. it's been really great talking to you. And I, you know, Thank I hope you come and um, find out more about you and, and what you do. So can you let us know? Obviously, I will add your links into the show notes as yeah. well. But can you let us know your Instagram handle so people want to find you on Instagram, for example? Sure, sure. It's Celia Thor. I'm not very active there. Like I need to, to be more active there. It's Celia Thor. Um, you probably put, put the names there. And then I have a Facebook group. This is probably okay. the most active. And it's called Simplify and Scale. And there we, we are talking a lot about how you can just build business on your terms and really simplify things and, and just, you know, focus on what really matters, right? Do what you love. Yeah. Yeah. It's simplify and scale is your Facebook. Yeah, simplify plus scale. And it's a Facebook. And I'm quite active there with lives. And once in a while I do some trainings. Okay. Well. So we'll we'll pop a link to your group in in the show notes. And then people awesome. can and find out more about what you do and get more involved in your community if they want to. Yeah. I also have um, quite a good calculator with the prices because a lot of my clients struggle with that. And it's very magical. And you it's either for one-to-one or groups. Mm-hmm. I will add that as well. So if people want to start playing with prices, how it works, yeah, then uh, that will be really cool. Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Really um, insightful episode. So thank you so much. And yeah, have a, a great day. And uh, yeah, we will chat to you all on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me today. I do hope my information has been useful in some way. Now, if you have enjoyed listening, then I would really appreciate if you leave me a review over on iTunes or any other platform that you are listening from. Thank you.